Welcome to the Matt Morgan Coaching Podcast. The fact that you're listening means you're ready to be inspired and empowered to take your life, love, and leadership to the next level. Hello, my friends. Welcome to a brand new podcast. And today is a good day, friends, because we reach double digits. (laughs) This is episode 10, and I have a ton of energy for this one because you guys, the topic of today, I believe that if we all apply, we'll take our world to a whole other level. This episode is titled The Power of Asking Great Questions. You guys, I remember when I was a 20-something, I was sitting in an office. We were in a conference room with about 10 other people. And the boss, the CEO, is asking us questions about what we're going to do for the next quarter, what we're going to do for the next series, what we're going to do for the next stage. And I remember as a 20-something, all the 20-somethings in the room, including myself, could not wait to jump at answering the questions of other people, of the older people in the room, the more experienced people in the room. And so we were so excited to be able to contribute and probably trying to overcompensate for being a 20-something trying to think that we were something awesome in the world. And yet I discovered over time, it took me probably a decade to figure this out because I'm a slow learner, but I realized something that other people were doing that I wasn't and that other 20-somethings weren't doing at the time. They were the last to speak in the room. I was always the first to speak, trying to give answers, and yet they were the last to speak and they were the first to ask questions questions would actually spark a level of curiosity, a level of engagement, and the conversation became so powerful. And by the time they would speak, it was like the room and the atmosphere had shifted, not because necessarily they were the most intelligent at the time in terms of their answer, but because they were the most intelligent in the way they asked questions. Friends, curiosity is what makes life Rich, there is so much to discover in this world, and questions are the engine of curiosity. I mean, this is the topic at hand. It makes me so sad to see people go to work, come home, barely talk to their partner, other than describing maybe their day, watch TV, look at their phone, go to bed, and repeat the cycle every day. I remember Benjamin Franklin once said, Many people die at 25 and aren't buried until they're 75. I wonder if part of that is because we stop being curious. We stop wondering. We stop exploring. We stop putting on our student hat and we start thinking, because of my experience, I have all the answers to life. In fact, that's kind of the way that a lot of us were raised, right? When we go to school, I just dropped my daughter off to school this morning and it's kind of crazy. When we go to school, we're taught to give answers, at least in American culture, right? The teacher asks you the question, what is two plus two? And our job is to answer with four right away. Answers are what's prized. And yet the real genius is actually has a higher intelligence, not to mention way more fun in the questions. I remember studying ancient Jewish traditions when people would teach their children the Hebrew Bible, the Torah, which is the first five books of the Old Testament. And kids as early as six years old would memorize the entire Torah, Genesis to Deuteronomy, 
memorized. Okay, now and a lot of you are like, how in the world is that possible? Well, it's possible because you may not know that, but think about how many songs you've memorized. Years ago, you haven't even heard it and it comes on the radio and suddenly what? You can just engage and begin to sing along with it. Think how many movie quotes you know, how many lines from Dumb and Dumber you still remember. <laughs> Guilty as charged for me, right? But by the time the Jewish people were 10 to 13 years old, though, get this, their teachers would expand their knowledge, not by just telling the kids to give answers, but by asking questions for answers. Here's what I mean. Instead, they would ask the question, what is two plus two? And instead of the student just answering with four, they would actually engage the teacher by answering the question with another question. What is two plus two? Well, what is 16 divided by four? It was like this question kung fu, and in that, the teacher is hoping to evoke not only a greater level of intelligence in the student, but also a greater level of curiosity. Questions are the engine of curiosity in friends. It what makes life so rich. You know, I'm only 35 today, but the more I realize and learn, (laughs) the more I learn and realize how much I don't yet know. And how much I wanted to still discover. And I hope that is birthed in you, in relationships, in your friendships, in your work environments. This key will take you to a whole other level. I remember uh, just a couple of months ago, I was at a wedding. I do officiate a lot of weddings. And I was at the reception and there was a woman named Barbara. And she had just retired two months ago and people hadn't seen her yet. And so friends and family were coming by and they were saluting her with a drink and saying, Barbara, you did it. Congratulations. And they would clean her glass and they would move on. They would say, congratulations. I noticed you retired, but that was it. And for me, I was like, whoa. I want to learn from this woman, Barbara. So I went up to her and I asked her, I said, first of all, congratulations. And I said, what was it like? I mean, did you have like a first day after you retired? Like, what was that like? And she said, yeah, I had like a last day. And I said, what was it like waking up that Monday morning, knowing you no longer had to go to work? She was a nurse, worked at the same place for 37 years. She started unpacking that story. I said, what was the experience like driving out of the parking lot for the last time? She then explained that. I said, how did you know it was time to retire? I mean, that's a powerful question, right? Like, what does retirement look like? And for those who are nearing that age, like, how do you know it's time? So I asked her, what markers were you looking for to make that decision? Was it money? Was it you're tired? Was it transitioning to a new season? Was it age? Like, what was it? And she started talking about her grandkids. She started talking about the financial ability to be able to do that, but also really wanting to be able to move into a new season of contribution, which I thought was so beautiful and loving her family and being present for her family who at the time lived a thousand miles away. And now she was going to move. And I said, are you happy with the way you retired? Or would you have finished the race differently in any way? And that, oh my gosh evoked and sparked a whole level of conversation about the way we treat people 
And she talked about her regrets and she talked about the way that she did well. And she said that it's kind of a mixed bag for her. I asked her, I said, what's the biggest surprise since you retired, if any? And she started talking about how it's so easy to go, 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 go in life. And then all of a sudden you retire and everything stops. And it kind of makes you wonder, what's my self-worth? What's my identity? And she said, I was surprised that those things came out of me even at 67 years old. And I said, what are your dreams for this next season of your life? And she said, you know, as a grandma and being present, but also being always on the go, she says, I want to learn how to move from a go state to a flow state, being able to live in more rhythm as opposed to this high achiever mentality that I've always had in me. Isn't that amazing? We talked, you guys, for an hour. There was hundreds of people in the room, and yet I was just locked in to learning this woman's perspective on retirement, all because of questions. You know, if you're a partner right now, if you're married, or if you're dating someone, or if you're engaged with someone, what opportunity to be able to learn about your partner. Some people are like, well, I've been married for 25 years. I have nothing new to learn. Oh, that is the wrong answer. You don't have anything to learn because you stopped asking questions. You think you already know, but there is an entire world to explore. And hopefully you are personally growing and hopefully your partner is personally growing, which gives you the opportunity to learn about one another. I mean, I was just talking with my wife yesterday and we were talking about our values. Values are different than principles, right? Principles are truths that are anchored in the world of wisdom that never change. And they are ubiquitous in this world, whether we believe them or not, there are principles there. And if you want to follow them, great. But values are different. Values are subjective, not objective. Values are things that we desire that internally, intrinsically of what we want our life to look like. And so I asked her, as you know, I remember years ago, we talked about our top five values and what are they in, in order? Have they changed? What would you say they are today? And how would you describe your current top five values in relation to what you want them to be? Like if you were to draw a line down a center of a piece of paper and on the left side, you said what your current top values are. And on the right, you said what you want them to be. Are there discrepancies within your own self? <laughs> Like, for example, I want to be healthy, but every day ice cream calls my name. <laughs> Your values and what's looking at you square in the eye every day are not always the same, right? Every day I want dessert. I want chips. My daughter calls me chip man <laughs> because that's what I long for. But I have a value of health. Well, these two things are polarizing in one another. And so even asking my own life that question, my own self that question, it raises a level of curiosity and it gives me a different perspective of, oh yeah, that's what I really want. And so what steps am I going to take to get what I really want in life? Here's another one. You could ask your partner, what are your top emotional needs? Do you even know what they are for yourself? What a powerful question. In my coaching experience with people, these are questions that I ask and I help couples learn the art of trading places with one another with knowing what our needs are. Because the fact is we're different. Our genders are different. Our personalities are different. The way we were raised. And so we have different needs. And so here's a question. What are some ways that I can better come alongside you to support you in those needs? Rather than giving answers, ask questions. 
Here's one. What makes you come alive? Or on the flip side of that, what makes you angry, right? What brings you human fulfillment? Now that... <laughs> that is a question that is going to bring people into true fulfillment if you actually ask that question. But so many people, they're not fulfilled. They're not happy. They don't know what they want because they've never actually stopped and asked the question. Oh, yeah. What is enough? What is going to bring me fulfillment? So many people, they work and they make millions of dollars and yet they're miserable, always pining for what they don't have because they've never stopped to be curious and ask themselves this question, what is the meaning of my own life? Here's another one, a little bit less deep, but also a ton of fun. My wife and I have been asking ourselves this question. We started this about two months ago. Describe your perfect day. <laughs> now that is fun. I just asked my own parents this two weeks ago, and it was such a marvelous conversation. My own parents, I didn't know what they were going to say. Their answers were completely different. And yet, what an opportunity to say, hmm, you now get to wake up and you get to go to bed each day and ask yourself this question. How close did I get to living the perfect day. Here's another one. What conventional wisdom statements do we hold on to from our culture that if we dissected it more would challenge that old wisdom? There's conventional wisdom and then there's post-conventional wisdom. That, oh my gosh, should be a podcast in and of itself. What kind of conventional wisdom of the past have we laid on to? Sarah and I, we were talking about, oh my gosh, getting paid by the hour versus paid by results. In a world where we were working for the man for years, it was always about how much you get paid hourly. Where does that come from, we even asked? Where did that start? Has that always been the case? We learned that it was actually from the industrial age that that began to be a cultural norm of wisdom of what we get hourly wage. And yet, a long time ago, it wasn't based on the amount of hours you worked as a farmer. It was about the results you got from your crop. And there is how you got paid. Whether that took you 10 minutes or 10 months, it didn't matter. It was based on results. We think about that today. You know, we have statements like this, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay, I've heard people say that for their relationship. Well, we start dissecting that, you know, that might work really great for your rental property, but that's terrible advice for a relationship. Okay, how about this one? The goal of the relationship is to be happy versus the goal of the relationship would rather be whole. We just did a whole podcast on that. So here's my question. What would you say is maybe for you a question that you've been curious to ask? I'm giving steps and modeling to you questions because some of us, we don't even know what questions to ask. We've become so anemic in our ability of curiosity because we think we have the answer to life, either because life has thrown us some curveballs at a young age that we didn't like. And so we've just kind of been moping around for X amount of years. Others of you think, you know what? I already have the answers. My master's degree, my doctorate, I have life figured out. And yet... I would submit to you that you have only begun. There is a big world out there, friends, and there is an opportunity to be able to grow. So my question is, do you see the discovery opportunity? Do you see the challenge? Do you see the spark 
That's what I'm trying to birth within you. And life becomes so much more enjoyable. Now, having said that, I know that some personalities will gravitate towards this more than others, okay? And my encouragement for those of you who find yourself, you know, kind of more discontent with not learning new things, I want you to know, first of all, that's actually my natural bend as well. And one day I started asking myself the question, I mean, what's the difference though between being content and being complacent? And for me, I just started unpacking that question. I'm like, complacency is kind of whatever's happening to me. I mean, out of not being curious, I become complacent. I can think, well, I already have the degree. I already have the past. I'll just kind of coast from here on out. But what I realize when I become complacent and when I coast, that my relationships begin to plateau. And when you're not growing, you're dying. My parenting plateaus, being a husband plateaus, my business just kind of plateaus. You know, if I were an emoji, I just kind of be the meh emoji. (laughs) And I just, I don't know about you, but I just kind of feel gross. And you kind of get used to just feeling that. So you don't even know what you should feel. It just becomes the norm. And my own questions began to break the mold out of complacency and into contentment. Contentment, on the other hand, is when you experience peace in your spirit that's birthed for me out of trying my best, learning from others, challenging the status quo, operating from a place of love rather than trying to work for love from other people. All of that experience has come from questions. Questions are the engine of curiosity and it keeps me content and it keeps me passionate at the same time. So my encouragement and my hope for you is this, may you never stop wondering. May you never stop exploring. May you not feel like you have arrived and you're the one with all the answers, but instead When your partner says something, your business employee says something, rather than just immediately going to assuming the worst or thinking you know what they meant, may you put your student hat on and pass the ball by asking questions to your teammates. Open-ended questions versus closed-ended questions are huge. When you ask a question, keep in mind that your tone and pitch matters, right? You can ask a place of questions from a level of curiosity of you're on my team and I want to know you more. Or you could ask a questions from a place of interrogation. <laughs> and that's all your mindset, right? How you say what you say is more important than what you say. So your heart's posture from where you say it makes all the difference in the world. But when you put your student hat on, when you put on the same jersey and you see that person as your teammate, as opposed to your enemy, there is so much joy you will experience. And my encouragement to you is that when you start doing this, email us at mattmorgan.com, go to the contact us page and tell us what you've been learning because I would love to hear stories. So cheers to you as you increase your level of curiosity through the way you ask questions. Thanks for listening to the Matt Morgan Coaching Podcast. Subscribe below, share it with your friends, and if you want to take your life, love, or leadership to the next level, check us out online at mattmorgan.com.